Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So we had some revenge in the NFL. There were a couple of cases of revenge, but we had one in particular. There was one team who got embarrassed. They wanted to exact this revenge. They did just that, and we will get into all that for you here coming up just a couple of moments from now. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. No Brady Quinn, but have no fear. You've got LeVar Arrington and myself, Jonas Knox, So we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can find us on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We appreciate you making us part of your Monday morning. Uh, could still be a holiday week. A lot of people take uh, these uh, final two weeks off before uh, the new year, but if you're out and about driving, uh, looking to cash in on some gift cards, uh, have fun with that because it's going to be a madhouse at some of these stores. going to be a crazy, crazy time there, Sticks. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I don't know. It, I, I try to stay away from that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just stay home and watch the all twenty twos. That's you know a good point, I mean? man. Listen, I'm, talk I, about cover sevens and and quarters coverages and why your reads should be what they should be. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a shy. I do chicken parm. Okay. You know, I did a chicken parm. I'm uh, telling you, I, I crushed that chicken <laughs> parm last night. It, it's just it's just such such BS because you're showing these pictures and this is no joke. I'm gonna post it on it, on Twitter. It, right this now. this is not hyperbole. LeVar posts pictures of these feasts that he cooks. It is a full-course meal that you would see on a cooking show or a diners, drive-throughs, and dens, or whatever it's called. Uh, you would see it, uh, you know, like they would it would be featured prominently on the Cooking Channel or the Food Network. And uh, you put the, together these entire feasts, and we get none of it. None of it gets brought in studio. Roberto brings in a crock pot of tamales. He did. Uh, I, I, I've brought in stuff. Uh, I don't know what what Lee's brought in, but I'm sure he's brought in stuff. I don't even want to ask Finley because I don't want to get thrown off the air. But you you like cook these entire <laughs> feasts, and then you don't even bring anything in. I'm sorry. It's just a, just a tease. I'm sorry. It's all right. I really thought about bringing chicken parm in, but it's like it's too early. <laughs> Isn't it too early to bring that type of food in? What, do you, what about tamales, bro? Yeah, like six tamales. Yeah. Oh, smashed. <laughs> they are so good. I've never seen. Let me tell you something. Uh, Joey Chestnut, that slob, if he wants to have a tamale eat off with LeVar Arrington, he's going down oh, after I, what I saw. I don't mess around with tamales. Some good tamales, I will I'll suck them down. By the way, uh, Roberto, I should have uh, had one of your tamales, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, I don't Told understand. You. Yeah, yours, uh, your yours looked significantly better than, um, yeah. <laughs> and again, just in case uh, somebody's listening, I'll, I don't want to. I'll, con- I'll <laughs> confirm. I'll confirm <laughs> that those tamales were busting. Yeah, not the ones I had. Uh, but oh, but again, wow. I don't. I'm not here to out anybody. Yeah, that's not what I want to do. It's not. Uh, it's not the goal of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, you just did. Um, well, uh, you know, Mr. Cheese Man. Just ho- hope they uh, hope they aren't listening. Uh, we just roll the dice. And and if they are listening, I'll just say I was reading off the prompter and uh, Lee typed that up on the screen, and I'm just reading what's on the uh, prompter there. I just sent that chicken parm over my Twitter if you want to see it. Yeah, it's at Lavar Arrington. It's just uh, it's just well. Done. Like, it is. It yeah. was 
It was. I even show you the the chicken before I made it into parm, but I I I definitely um I fried it up. I pan fried it. I skillet fried it up pretty good before pe- preparing the the noodles, the pasta for it. You know, I didn't go too far like with the pasta where it was just too too like you know like soft. Uh, soft. Yeah, I left it a tad bit. You know where firm. It would, yeah, a tad bit. Yeah, firm. it's gotta be. It's gotta be firm. Tad bit firm. Yeah. Not not firm to the point of where it's like it's undercooked, but firm yeah. where it's like okay, I can get my fork in it. It's not slipping and sliding every yeah. which direction. So and it was good. The man. pasta too. Yeah, it was yeah. good, man. Uh, yeah. All right, um, kind of funny. It is uh, you so, and Finley, boy. I, tell you, I don't some even do, do not do not do not. Uh, okay, I listen, I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, saying you uh, went down that Finley road. I I just you know wanted to be clear here um, as to what we were discussing on the air. But he you did. Know that's that. a movie all in itself. What's that? Me, myself, and Finley. I don't even. Yeah, again, I I, I try and steer clear fin- from Finley, that conversation. Finley, are you there? Can I ask hey, you yeah. Hey. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So he showed up at 350 while you oh, had on Christ your Heidi Whitey uh Grinch, Grinch uh yes. fits on. <laughs> what time did he show up last year? So he showed up at three, and basically what happens is the jet stream and a lot of the wind patterns, it affects Santa as far as his arrival time. So LeVar, with, you know, here in Southern California, there's been a lot of rain recently, so that impacted when Santa arrived at my house, which obviously played into why he was delayed. Okay, so so he showed up at 3 a.m. the year before as well? 3 a.m. before, and he's progressively gotten later, and I'm not saying that's because of his laziness, but we've had some tough weather recently, which played into him being 50 minutes Mm, late, and I... I couldn't tell you how excited I was to see him. Yeah, that's got, a, got it. That's a good got, stuff. I'm sure it's wow. Speaking of wow, speaking of wow, bro. The uh, the weather at the uh, Bills Patriots game was, oh, much, yeah. <laughs> was yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, much different than what we saw on Monday Night Football uh, several uh, the weeks Patriots ago. Patriots were delayed as well. Uh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, look, the, the Bills felt like they went into that game still pissed off. You remember the, the defenders who got annoyed with the uh, questioning after the game uh, about not being this. able to stop the. Uh, run and uh and they went into that game and they looked like they were they were you know clearly remembering what had happened and they got down towards the goal line fourth and goal and they're just like screw it we're going for it we're we're looking for touchdowns which by the way let me just say this the whole going for it on fourth down and passing up on points has completely jumped the shark like everybody all of a sudden was so complimentary of brandon staley on a nationally televised game like hey man that's what we want out of our coach now you got all these coaches around the league that are like well I want to be looked at in a positive light, so let me go ahead and go for it on fourth down. What the hell's wrong with kicking kicking a field goal and taking the points? Like, what, what the hell's wrong with that? Like, it's completely jumped the shark. But nonetheless, it worked for the Buffalo Bills. They got it done uh, yesterday, and so the Bills uh, looking to uh, to make a statement there. Um, this is a team that's been pretty disappointing throughout the course of the season, but they go into New England after uh, suffering that bad Monday night loss, and they lay one on the Patriots there. And, yeah, uh, it's a bounce spot. back. You know, it's it's a time to get right. It's a time to bounce back. They took it on the chin at home from from the Patriots. Everybody was talking about what the Patriots are, and this is the hottest team. And well, what what's happening with the Bills? The Bills look like they were almost in like a implosion mode. And 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 you know what? It 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 came. To, it's coming together for them at the right time. I'll say it, it's it's one of those things where. 
if they would have lost this game to the Patriots, it's 100%. It's 100% all Patriots all the time, wall-to-wall coverage, because they will have they would have solidified that they are still the beast of the East. And 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 they're not. They're not. And and this was a statement game. I mean, there were a few statement games. You know, the Bengals had a statement game yesterday in her interdivisional. Uh the Bills had a statement game in her divisional. The the Dallas Cowboys had a statement game in her divisional. So, you know, I thought that it was some really, really you know, I thought there was some really good football taking place and looking at the way the Bills played, I, I I find it hard to get to the place of where I I really can put my trust behind it. Like you can trust that this is what type of team this is going to be moving forward. But I'm not 100% sure that you could actually have a foregone conclusion that, that this is what Bills team you're going to get. So we're going to have to wait and see. But that was an impressive win for them yesterday against the Patriots. Um, and also, the uh, Buffalo Bills now hold the tiebreaker over the Patriots in the division. So they are uh, officially, even though the same record, they are tied atop the NFC East. But the Bills are the four seed with the tiebreaker over New England. As it stands right now, New England sitting at the sixth spot. They would be playing Cincinnati in the first round of the postseason, first round of the playoffs, which would be a fun matchup to see how that all plays out. But uh, the Bills get it done. I, I do think that the uh, the Patriots got screwed a little bit yesterday. I don't understand the logic behind the officiating. Mac Jones gets dragged down out of bounds from behind. They throw a flag for a personal foul, hit out of bounds. Then they officials get together. They pick up the flag and then call the Patriots for unsportsmanlike conduct because there's guys arguing with a member of the Bills. Like so so it's literally a 30-yard swing. Yeah. And and I think it was Charles Davis who was on the call and he said it correctly. He goes, Look, I don't blame Belichick for being pissed off because if we're now judging intent instead of the actual penalty. You're going to be here a long time if you if you can stop and say, well, did he mean to hit him in the head? Well, maybe not, but you still hit him in the head. You still you still drug him out of bounds, and I felt like the Patriots got jobbed in that. It, it didn't cost them the game, but I was watching it, just thinking to myself, what the hell's going on with the officiating? Another incident saw, of problems. I saw a couple times where it was questionable in terms of what what the I guess the interpretation of what taunting is during the games yesterday, but. I'm again. The game was the game. I mean, I we could focus in on that, but to me, I thought it was a decisive victory for for the Bills. And sure, I mean that, you know, that had a moment in the game, but I don't think it had any impact or any bearing on on the direction of where that game was going. I, I thought I felt like the Bills. Um, they handled what they needed to do yesterday. Agreed. And, yeah. um, you know, that was, uh, you know, one small moment in a game in which Buffalo was was in control of uh, virtually the entire time. Uh, now, afterwards, um, 
you know, Bill Belichick, obviously not pleased. Uh, he's got the... He's doing uh, better, though, man. He, he is. He's doing a little bit doing better. better. Although there are times where, I mean, look, uh, he's got the emotion of a corpse. I mean, it's just, he's up there and nobody knows what the hell uh, his, his response is going to be or if he's even breathing from time to time. Uh, and there was a that real... That is kind of wild. He doesn't it, look like he's he's breathing sometimes. It, it, it's, it's, it's really... it's really, He should be a ventriloquist. Uh, he really should. I mean, the, the way he just, uh, he, he can uh, like get words out without looking like he's actually saying anything at all. Uh, now, th- there was a long long pause. Uh, I think they were waiting to see if there were any other questions for Bill Belichick. And then um, all of a sudden, uh, this happened post-game uh, with uh, a response from the coach. Hi. Um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers? Yeah. No, not right now. Okay. Thanks. Maybe next week. <laughs> Uh, he handled it well. He did. Uh, now, if it was if it was not a uh, a woman ant- uh, asking the question, do you think he wouldn't have been as kind? If it was one of the, I think it was. I think that was not vintage, Bill Belichick. Agreed. And and so you're trying to get to a place. I think Bill Belichick is even getting to a place where he senses he needs to handle things a little bit differently than what he is classically historically how he's handled them I, I look I, I threw it out and I really do wonder if there's been and you mentioned it to where he had the way he was complimentary to Cam Newton last year yeah. the way he was so like way above and beyond that he ever was to Brady at any point during Brady's entire 20-year run in New England I wonder if some of the, the feedback and the narrative on Belichick and nobody wants to play there and it's miserable and look at Gronk's having fun again and look at Tom Brady and it looks like they're just enjoying themselves more. I just wonder if part of the let's get back to what we were this offseason was him realizing I got to make this place a little bit more enjoyable. Like so where people aren't just miserable all the time and it's just a tough place to come to work. If you're not evolving, you're already dead. Yeah. So he's got to be he's got to be evolving and evolving in a way where he's keeping his environment as a win. There's a different, like an environment can turn radioactive very quickly, especially if you handle things in the way that it's perceived that he handles things within that organization. So in order to, to really find a balance where you're getting the proper results, which he has been getting the results he's seeking and he's looking for, his guys are playing for him. It's still the Patriot way. you got to be able to read the room. You know, the one thing I, I, I'll say, generally speaking, the biggest mistake a lot of times that coaches and, and staff make is that they don't, they don't fall on the humanistic side of what it takes to lead people in football, even in sports or even in business. Like you have to matter. You know, if, if, if you matter to me and you're pushing me and you're driving me and you're getting on me, that's different than if I don't show any type of care at all. And the same thing goes for your media, right? Like you've now got a longstanding relationship with the media people that you've seen on the beat for all of these years at some point you got to evolve with them as well to make sure that the relationship doesn't stale or go sour go north because they could be your worst enemy as well so you notice people don't really necessarily like Belichick but they don't necessarily go after him like how we saw them go after an Urban Meyer or something like that so 
you know, give him a, give him some credit. I mean, he's playing chess, you know, and that's the thing about it with Bill Belichick. He's always staying prepared and he's always staying ahead. And, and that's something that you can bank on, you can count on as it applies to him. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, could we be seeing the end of a career? Uh, we will get into all of that. Some interesting comments for you next year on FSR. want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Possibly the end of a great career. We'll tell you if there's some legitimacy to it. It's yours next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No Brady Quinn. Uh, rumor has it he'll be back tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. You know, he, right. maybe he can carve out a couple hours for us here on the air. What do you say? Well, I mean, you weren't here before either, uh, so I, I mean, I get it. Hey, you man. guys need y'all's time, man. You Look, know, no, I just uh, big dogs. Yeah, I, I I needed you to miss me. Yeah, okay. that's what I need. So I needed you to have three hours with uh, Finley, uh, so you could uh, right. more appreciate me. You know, moving forward. Well, we have Finley here today. So yeah. how does that work? Well, listen, I'll, uh, I'll Finley I'll, was working. I'll win you back. Berto was working, yeah. you know. Well, you, you and back. Lee and Brady, I was chilling, man. Y'all yeah. sitting back no, with was, your sippers. You know, listen, where was, uh, you know. Your I, big I, balls of I, ice. I, I reach you know? out to Roberto uh, on Christmas Eve. He big leagues me. Like, once, once nothing to do with me. Well, he didn't big league you. He was just sitting there feeling like, huh, I worked today. Me and Var worked today, and. I just don't feel like responding to you right yeah, now. Yeah, why is he got to like? Why do you have to big league me, Roberto? What, I didn't big league. I was just drunk. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> you know, after a hard day's work, you know. <laughs> the Don Roberto was good though. Yeah, it's good. Smooth, yeah. solid, solid. Yeah. Uh, so there's Don a, Roberto. That's why you I got love it. Re- referencing back to the things you do when you I, find yourself in trouble. Huh? No, I uh, I you like. Saw the, that Roberto? Uh, you what? saw what he did right there? What do you mean? Jeez. What do you mean? What, My bestie isn't here today. Either, uh, man. E G isn't here, but listen, that's okay. If there was if there was a uh, a brand of alcohol that had your name on it, I would have gotten that for you. There was a brand of alcohol that had Roberto's name on it. That's why I got it. It's just yeah, really it's funny good. how you 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 sink into the things you've done for somebody to make sure you, uh, you know. Get that support back. Well, it's because I'm still waiting on the gift from you. Oh, so okay. I guess that's it. Might it's be, coming. Uh, yeah. Right. It's coming. Where is it? Right here? Yeah, is right, right there. there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right there. Right there. Uh, all right. Uh, so we are going to hear uh, there's uh, some interesting comments uh, post game from somebody uh, in the NFL. I don't handle uh, those things. Uh, well, <laughs> so when they come, when they roll in late, it's not I don't, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we are brought to you by NHTSA. It can happen easily. A few that's drinks true. become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, what's the worst? can happen you get pulled over you lose your license you total your car you kill someone drive sober or get pulled over paid for by nitsa we're gonna have the fsr ir coming up uh, later on in the hour here on fox sports radio you care uh, a lot i i, I don't you do i really don't you do you think i care about getting gifts i you couldn't want me care to get less you, you want me to get you flowers and a card and candy yeah i do and I'll return it. How's that? Uh, all right. So uh, Finley, Finley wants cookies, and um, I don't. I don't want any part of it. And, uh, and, um, you know. 
and uh, yeah. f- footage of Santa. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton uh, post game. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are a bad football team. Uh, he didn't play particularly well. The uh, reunion in Carolina, the I'm back moment for uh, Cam Newton and company uh, did not go well. Oh, well, it, it uh, lasted. Yeah. Just not long. Yeah, just not very long. Uh, yeah. They got uh, hammered by. Uh... <laughs> They got hammered by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday, and uh, Cam Newton had um, you know some interesting comments post game. Uh, here he was, the Panthers quarterback. You know, on the sideline, I had a moment where, you know, you look back over the years and guys who taught you, Steve Smith, Jordan Gross, Ryan Khalil, Michael Lors, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley's, Josh Norman, for what it's worth, Charles Johnson, Julius Peppers. You know, KK Short, and they understood what keep pounding meant. And was it ideal? No. Was it was it something that you know you had to just succumb to the philosophy at times? Yeah. But the team got the glory. You know, nobody looked for somebody else to make a play. They just went out there and upheld their end of the bargain. And I don't know what the future holds, but I'm just so let down because. The city of Charlotte has been good to me. You know, when I first got here, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty how long I would be here. And this second go around, it's just unfortunate because you you put so much work into trying to find ways to win, trying to find ways to win and, you know, building relationships along the way. And when it doesn't happen, it's like right now you feel empty. You feel like, damn, are you are you good enough? So that was uh, the Panthers quarterback, uh, Cam Newton, after the game. Uh, obviously, a uh, little emotional. Uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not gone smooth, as we pointed out. Um, he was not very good yesterday. Uh, so they've got a couple of games left. Um, and part of what may be the emotional aspect of this is the fact that that was most likely— I, I don't think they're bringing him back next year. I, I don't. I don't. I think they're going to go probably in a different direction. So that would mean that that was his final game at home as a Panthers quarterback. They finish up on the road at New Orleans at Tampa Bay. So it, it does. It, it does. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough uh, finish to a season. It does bring. It's up, a hard knocks life. It brings up the the question though: Is this potentially it for Cam Newton? Of course, because. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to get another crack at this thing next year. Like, I don't know where, where there's an should, opening. He should get another crack at being a backup for many, many, many years to come. Yeah. that That's how it works at his position. But, and we've already had this conversation at length, and many people have had it, He's such a polarizing figure and he's such a big personality that I just it would it would be very difficult to bring Cam into your team and and him take on a backup's role because his personality, his persona uh is not going to hit in the locker room as a backup. It's going to hit as a leader. It's going to hit as someone who should be starting. The unfortunate aspect of it right now is is that him starting has not showed or shown, I should say, that he should be a starter at this point in his career. Could he work himself back? We've seen, you know, look at Tannehill. We've seen guys work themselves out of funks of being a starter in one place and did all right being a starter at another place 
But I just don't I, – I think it would be difficult for Cam to go to a team, especially at this point, and be that – fill that backup role and there not be, you know, that tension or that element there that that's Cam Newton. Hey, look, if he really – and not that he does, because obviously he loves football. Just you know him and and his ability to. He's a former MVP, and his approach last year with New England is when I became a bigger fan of Cam Newton than I ever was at any point in his career. Just because he took such a bottom of the barrel deal, uh, he he made the most of it. Everybody raved about him in that locker room in the facility when he was there in New England, and so I I know that he he, he definitely wants to play football. But maybe he's at a point to where he says, all right, here are my options. I can go be a backup, as you said, somewhere and, and, and help a team out possibly. Or do I really want to do that? Or do I want to go ahead and, and pursue the stuff I'm doing off the field? He's a super successful guy off the field. He does amazing things charity-wise for a lot of people off the field. You remember that was there was that viral video at his football camp where some uh, kid was making fun of him uh, and, and talking trash to him? Like, he puts together those camps. He raises money. He donates. He does a lot of great things off the field. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me, and I wouldn't fault the guy if he just said, you know what, man? I'd rather go pursue that than go be a backup somewhere for the next five years and finish out my career like that. Would not surprise me. I mean, I just think he has that – he'll have that opportunity to make that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't look at Cam as being the type of guy that's going to make a, a knee-jerk reaction decision. I think he's going to weigh it out. I think he's going to measure it out, and he's going to see what his opportunities are. One thing we all know is he does – he loves this game. He does love to play. He wants to play. If if his time is up, his time is up. I mean, he spent a lot of time out of the game this past season, this this season going on, current season. So I'm sure he's already had – I mean, even when he did the interview with his dad, he kind of alluded to the aspect of is this it? Yeah. Like, is this the end? And I think – I will say this – all the things that you put out there and, and just even listening to him talking about the keep pounding and all the players that he's associated with, I think he's at peace with his better days are behind him. Yeah. I think he's I at agree. peace with that. I agree. And and so if it, if you're looking at it from the perspective that, well, my better days are behind me and what happens next is what happens next. You know, you feel a little little certain type of way because you're back where it all started. It didn't end up the way that you would have liked for it to end it up when you came back. You know, when you came back with the I'm back, you know, holler and you let that that you release that energy out, you could feel it. You could feel that there was a like there was a a reset for him. It was a, a taking off of the weight, so to speak, of whatever it is that he had been dealing with. I don't know if that created closure for him in that moment. I, I would say probably not. I'm sure he was hoping for wins. Yeah. You know, and, and, and. But I think to do it in Carolina, to go back there and kind of complete the circle, maybe, maybe there was something to that for him to where he said, all right, at least I came back home, so to speak, and got an opportunity to finish there. But you stank. 
Yeah, they're a bad team. Uh, and by the way, the uh, fire Matt Rule chants uh, were being heard throughout the stadium. Uh, there were, so, so they've uh, they've now stolen that from Chicago. So now it's fire Matt Rule. Oh, who that's, was, that's just pro sport. Uh, I mean, that's uh, so. So there's uh, there's the uh, the the Matt Rule uh, hot seat uh, conversation has started to uh, spark up a little bit. And also, um, you know, somebody else had some uh, some interesting comments post game. We'll get into the Antonio Brown post game. You can say whatever you want about that guy. He was talking that trash yesterday. He was he, he was, was walking that oh walk. Oh my too. god! He he is so good that I, I it, it's and I, I think people sort of lose sight into that he's a hall of famer. Hall of famer. He, he how tall? Where is he? Like five ten? Is he five ten? If that he was the for there was a stretch where he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, and I really don't think it was close. Just some of the plays he I made. I won't say they went close. People but. could say Julio Jones or whatever they want to throw in there. Antonio Brown was the best receiver in football for, yes. for a three, four year stretch. Yes. Like he was unbelievable. I, I yes. Um, his, his Hall of Fame discussion is going to be fascinating after he's done. Like it might even be more interesting than the Terrell Owens to where clearly guys held a grudge against how T.O. was as a player. Yeah. I, I want to know how the hell that vote's going to go for Antonio Brown because he should be in. I totally first ballot? Agree. He won't get in first ballot. I mean, I, I don't... I Should he be? Um, I think everybody, if they're a Hall of Famer, should go on first ballot. But they, <laughs> Listen, I, I don't understand. How do you get better as a player four years after you ret- are eligible as opposed to the one year afterwards? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But there's a limit on how this goes. Um, I, I would put him in first ballot, but, you know, we'll see how this all finishes up. Uh, all right, it is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, it is time for something we do every single Monday. It's the FSRIR, uh, and there is a uh, something that I just witnessed behind the scenes that I know exactly what was going on. I didn't need to hear a single word being said inside the juicy details of a post-holiday weekend here on the show. It's yours right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No Brady Quinn will be back tomorrow. Uh, coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, there's a, uh, a situation in the NFL. One team is quickly becoming uh, very unlikable because of something. Uh, we will get into that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition it is always on whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch. The biggest games are even bigger in Vegas, so make sure you plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Uh, right now, it's time for this. After your sports weekend, happens. So it's time to get the FSR IR Report. 
All right, so we go around the room. Uh, we get the uh, the news and notes. Uh, who's feeling what here? Um, now, I, I could already tell it was a wild weekend for uh, one Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. Uh, and I'm just oh. I'm happy uh, Roberto is still with us because, um, you know, I, you didn't know this, uh, Labar, but there's a uh, normally this is not allowed um, because you've got to have certain, you know, uh, restrictions and you need permission to fly in certain areas. There was a crop duster that appeared in studio a short time ago. I don't know oh. if you saw that. Yeah, crop no, duster happened. That. Yeah. yeah, through the hallways. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Did see that. Lead the lap. It's, uh, I, could just, I could just tell something was up when I saw the uh, the back door open and Lee's just kind of oh, uh, parked wow. there. Ooh. Ooh. Very, very considerate of that uh, is considerate. <laughs> that, is, that is considerate. Like, that is the uh, I mean, if it were me, but I would have But after hearing the gunshots from his underwear, he should check those calzones, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Might be some Hershey squirts on that thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> roll. Lee, what's going on, man? What, what did you feel? What did you left. feel up on, Lee? I was combining a lot of different foods this weekend. I had uh, I had Mexican food, some tamales. Oh, uh, that's what you don't blame it on. Some oh, Indian yeah. cuisine last night. Oh, some ice goodness. cream, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Look, I, I had Indian. I had Indian food yesterday too. <laughs> this is me, Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens with my belly when I eat. I had Indian food yesterday too, Look Levar. At me, have I have I have I cropped us and you? I had Indian food. This is me too. When I eat that type of food, I gotta breathe too, Pac-Man. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, so you got after it a little bit, and uh, man, you I'm know. gonna have to go take a walk now, man. It's all in my head now. No, oh, you don't yeah. want to walk through there. Jeez. Yeah, I would. Oh, uh, wow. Lee, Lee is uh, he's uh, you know taking over one portion of the building. So uh, oh wow. Uh, what about you, Berto? How did the uh, festivities go on a uh, Christmas Eve at the Flores house? Oh, good, good, but. Uh, I didn't get too too drunk because, you know, we'd celebrate Christmas Eve more than we get to, we get together with the family on Christmas Eve more so than on Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, I started off with my in-laws around five o'clock. So I drink a lot of water, so I didn't get too hammered. Or I, otherwise, I'll be dead right now. Is it? Uh, it I, I was I was telling Roberto during the break. Um, so my wife's she's obviously Mexican, and uh, so we go over to obviously. their family. Well, you know because we we've talked about it enough on oh, the show. Okay, okay. And so go racist. over go over to the in laws. How's that racism? <laughs> Just clarifying. Go over to the in laws. I mean, you made house. it a point to clarify. That's oh, what makes it. Well, bad. it's but a, go ahead, yeah, go new ahead. audience. Uh, okay. It's uh, we, can dig we, it. we get over there, and it's like eight thirty on Christmas Eve, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're early because they like to. You know, get after it at midnight. They were annihilated. I, I mean, annihilated. Singing, dancing, shots after shot. There were there were empty bottles of tequila lying around the house. I'm thinking to myself, dude, it's 8:30, uh, and they were just get, they were going off. Like uh, one guy, her cousin, passed out. Then woke back, woke back up, up went drinking again. again, and then passed out again. I've done that before. You passed out twice in one night? I have done that before at, at <laughs> a Halloween party like, like, in like, our house. Like, I know I've done that. Puke and rally? No, it what? wasn't a puke and rally. It's just you just got a little tired off of all the fun and the drinks, and you pass out. I don't know, but man. But then you wake back up. When I pass out, I'm out. That's it. There is yeah, no, uh, yeah, there's See, no part two. Well, here's the thing. 
when I passed out the first time, I thought that was it. <laughs> and then I woke up, and people were still going. So I was like, hey, let me get back be, in Yeah, it. the best part is when you pass out, you wake up like, what happened last night? <laughs> and that's, but, but see, that's, as you guys mentioned, that's a house party, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, House parties go a long time because it's like everything is free. People don't care. So they partied for a long time. It wasn't like you were at a club. I passed out. I woke back up and started partying again. Out. I, I was in the house. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was responsible. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't do it. If I if I'm out, that's it. That's it. I still do that to this day. Our fifth quarters after games, I'll pass out while everybody's at the house eating and, and laughing and having a good time. And then wake back and up. And I'll wake back up. And if people are still there, I'll go like we were like we've been going in. Just like, like it's the Undertaker gif. Yeah. Where you just like uh, wake back up Come and then up you're out ready of your to coffee. rock. See, That's right. you're not you not realize what your body's capable of until you get hammered That's on right. Christmas Eve. Well, I hammered. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.